The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose the credit union, choose local, choose community. We're back for 2023, and on this week's podcast, we're looking ahead to the Cork Ladies' Intercounty season, which gets underway with the start of the Little National Football League this weekend. One player who won't be involved it's Kinsale's Orla Finn. Finn, a two-time All-Star and six-time All-Ireland winner, breaks the news of her retirement in an exclusive interview with Kieran on today's Star Sport podcast. Cork travel to Mayo on Sunday for their opening fixture, and we're also going to hear from manager Shane Renane. Before that, though, we're going to bring you up to speed with some of the stories making the headlines in West Cork sport this week. And we have to start in a very sombre place, unfortunately. It's been a tough few weeks for everyone involved in sport across the county with the passing of the legendary broadcaster, Paddy Palmer, following an accident. Paddy was much loved and admired and the outpouring of emotion from people up and down the country and across sporting codes has been absolutely massive. Kieran, you obviously worked closely with Pawdy for a number of years on the West Cork Sports Star Awards and your latest last word column, which is available to read on southernstar.ie forward slash sport right now, pays a beautiful tribute to a man you'd become quite close with. Yeah, uh, Jack, like, like I say in the column, like Pawdy was one of the good guys and he was he was just that... Um, even talking about him, that obviously brings a smile to your face because there was just so much goodness about that man. He was genuine, caring, sincere, like you you name it, he was it. He was just a um just a really, really good guy. And we got to know each other through the West Cork Sports Star Awards. And I'm with the Southern Star going on. Just it's it's eleven years now. So I've been working with Paddy since then. But I knew of him, of course, before that, because he, um he's uh his reputation precedes himself like a top class commentator with 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 C one oh three. And I I remember um I was I was working back in Kerry before the I think it was the 2009 All Ireland final and I think he wrote a piece or said a piece about um how he wanted Cork to to win that game and that was a that was a a Kerry man going against his native county hoping for Cork to win but you could because you could see how much Cork meant to him like he he made Cork his home you know like and he was he was loved here in Cork more than most locals like you know he was the most loved Kerry man in Cork and I think that's a that's a huge tribute to the man. Um, it was just an, inc- an incredible character and life is going to be like quite an hour without him. He's such a colourful, vibrant, energetic man and he brought so much to the Sports Star Awards. He brought so much to his C103 commentary. He brought so much to um, to every facet of life life that he touched. Um, so it's going to, yeah, a really sad day for everyone who knows, but especially for, for his family, for his wife, Colette, and his daughters, uh, Claire and Emily, and his little grandson, Lucas, and, and all uh, Paddy's brothers and extended family, like kind of, you can see the hurt that the county's feeling, but I say the hurt, but obviously the hurt of their feeling is, is a million times more than that. Yeah, his passing was, of course, quite tragic. But what has been almost uh, inspiring over the last number of weeks since his passing has been the, the breadth of support that's poured out across West Cork Sport, Cork Sport and the whole country because... Paddy was someone who transcended West Cork sport from 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 my point of view. He was a well-known figure everywhere across the country. 
primarily down to his absolutely brilliant commentaries. The charisma and comedy he brought to match commentaries was unrivaled, in my opinion, because um, from just working in West Cork over the last four years, like he could make, or from from my perspective, so that's a, as familiar as I've been with Pawdy's work, he could make the worst Junior B club game feel like it was the most important inter-county All-Ireland final that there's ever been. That was just his way. He just had that that magic that you just can't put words on, really. It's just something something really, really special that uh, will be greatly missed, I think, by all. 100%. And you, you mentioned the word charisma, and Paddy was charismatic, the most charismatic man that, that I've met. And you mentioned humour, too. Like, he he was a funny guy. He was so funny. He had such a, such a sense of humour. And there were so many times at the West Cork Sports Star Awards where we, we have these monthly presentations. So we'd meet once a month to present the the um, the awards to the to the local sports star. And Paddy would like there's a no-go line that we all know. Okay, I can say this. Paddy saw, saw that line and he jumped over it and he planted his two feet on the other side and he just went for it. He 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 always took it that, that little extra step because he could push it because He'd so much credit built up with everyone in Cork because he's such a lovable character that he was able to he was able to always say what he wanted and get away with it. And Jesus, there were so many times that I'd be standing beside him, we'd be for the presentation, we'd be in a line. And I, I'd be inside and like, oh Jesus, he did not just say that. And you're waiting for someone to take it the wrong way, but everyone took it in the party way, like it's a partyism, and everyone would be smiling and laughing. And it almost became a badge of honor for party to have a quip about you. Because he he became a celeb here in West Cork, he really did. Because, like you said, his his commentary and his character transcended the radio. Like he was just one of the most popular guys uh, you could meet, and he's like he's left a, a huge hole, a huge void um, in everything that, that that he touched. But that outpouring of of love for him in 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 the last couple of weeks, I think ever since the accident happened in in, in late December, it's been um it's been incredible to see. And for, from my own point of view, because a lot of the time I'm in the press box with Paddy, so I'd never hear his commentary because I'm I'd be up the back or I'm obviously covering the game as well. But I've um there've been so many clips played over over the last couple of weeks, and it was just great to hear the man in full floor. Like he was just a, a storyteller, like he was a wordsmith, the way the way he used to just describe matches and, and bring them to life. And you can understand why why people right across the county they felt like they knew him because he had such a personal touch to to his commentary and even the Kilmurray took on Fawcett there in the Munster Junior Football Final before Christmas. And even hearing since that, instead of calling David Clifford the best footballer of his generation, instead of calling him David Clifford, he called him Dahi from Fosse. You know, it's those little touches like that. They're just they're like those podisms. Like he brought his own personal touch to commentary and it just worked. And you couldn't try to, to, to imitate him because you'd fall flat in your face. It just came so naturally to Paddy. Like he was a, a gifted broadcaster, such a, a, a talented commentator. But like I said earlier, he was such a good guy as well. I think that's why we're all going to miss him so, so much. Yeah, very well said, Kieran. Are yes, they go and Anam Delish. Elsewhere, Kieran, John Cleary's Cork footballers have made a promising start to their season with impressive McGrath Cup wins over both Kerry and Clare. And they take on Limerick in the final of that competition on Friday evening. And despite this only being a pre-season competition, which I see some pundits calling for it to be cancelled going forward, there have still been some good omens for the season ahead already. And I know, Kieran, for Cork fans who can't make it to Mallow, on Friday evening. It will be streamed on the TG Cahar YouTube channel. So there's a chance for people to see this Cork team in action for the first time, perhaps this season. So what have you made of the start to life under John Cleary in his guise as first team manager from the very start of the season? So I know people say it's only the McGrath Cup. And in a sense, it is only the McGrath Cup. And we've got to take it in, in that context. But still, Cork have two wins under their belt. They they beat Kerry convincingly in the, the first Wednesday of January, putting five goals past them. And they could have had seven or eight that day or that night up in Parker Ring. And then uh, Cork headed out to, to West Clare, the wilds of West Clare last weekend where they beat the home side. Um, so the events, like you said, there to the McGrath Cup final Friday night in 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 um, in Mallow. So 
I think this is so important for Cork to get those wins under under the belt to build momentum. And I think that word momentum, we'll hear about it a lot in the next couple of weeks because this Cork football team needs momentum. The National League throws in against Mead in just uh, the end of January. I think it's the 29th if, 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 that's, a, if that's a Sunday. Um, so that's not too far away at all. And these games against Kerry, against Clare, and now against Limerick on Friday night, give Cork that chance to build momentum and find their best first 15 ahead of the start of the National League because Cork start off at home to, to Mead away to Kildare and then home to Dublin. So three tough games against counties that were Division 1 over the last couple of years. So we'll really find out more about where Cork stand after those first three games. But it is so far so good for John Cleary. His name strong starting teams in, in the first two games. And I, I find that very interesting because John has said, no, he's still like, he, he, he wants, he's, he wants Cork to obviously to win every game, but he's going strong from the very, very start. Like that was a strong team against Kerry. He made five changes for the game against Clare last weekend, but you couldn't say that he weakened the team at all. And they still won 210 to eight points. And it'll be another strong Cork team on Friday night, taking in Sigerson commitments with, with different players this week. So I think it's it's been so far so good. Um, no Cork fan or no one's going to get too carried away with wins in, in the McGrath Cup. But it just builds that momentum and it sets Cork up well for the for the National League. But like I said, it's the league that we're going to judge this Cork team on. And that's that's where we hope to see progress. But the confidence and the momentum that they're going to take from the McGrath Cup should and will help them when they face Mead in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and that confidence and momentum can only be sky high after hammering their near neighbours Kerry in the first round. Obviously, you mentioned Dahi from Fossa earlier and his brother Paddy, who Obviously, neither were involved in that win, but uh, in, that, in that loss for Kerry. But to score for Cork to score five goals against Kerry at any time is worth celebrating. So yeah, um, sky's the limit for this Cork team. I'm going to call it now. Monster Championships, Monster Champions, All Ireland semi finalists. Let's go, John Cleary. Finally, Kieran, in rugby and Skibbereen Munster and Ireland rugby star Gavin Coombs has been making waves. Once again, following his two-try performance in Munster's 27-23 Champions Cup win over Northampton at Thoman Park last weekend. Huge win for Munster and a huge performance from Gavin. Yeah, Gavin gave the big performance to match his big six-foot-six-inch frame. Um, Another impressive showing. He got two tries in the first half. Munster beat Northampton 27-23. So their, their second Champions Cup win in two games and sets them up now for the for the weekend. Just the, the little matter of an away trip against Toulouse on Sunday. That's 3.15 p.m. Irish time. But this is another important showing for, for Gavin. And Graham Roundtree, the Munster head coach, mentioned it after. Um, Gavin played in that Ireland A team that lost, to, lost heavily to New, a New Zealand uh, selection in the RDS in November. That was a bad day at the office for Gavin, but a bad day at the office for a lot of the Irish players too. And off the back of that, off the back of that, we didn't see Gavin feature in the Autumn Internationals against Fiji and Australia that followed. So, in a way, Gavin had some work to do to almost put himself back in the the, the international frame to, to to show Andy Farrell, look at me, look at what I can do. And in fairness, in the, the last couple of games, he's been he's been really really good. Um, he's now got eight tries this season and he's 29 tries in total for Munster and he's averaging almost one try every two games. And Gavin's only 25 years of age. And when you think that Simon Zebo with 69 tries, I think is our, is Munster's record try scorer. Like there's a good bet there if Gavin keeps going on the, the trajectory that he is, that he will become our uh, Munster's t- record try scorer, which is incredible for a for a number eight, you, you could you could say. Um, but he's his form has been very good. I, as far as I know, the Ireland squad for the Six Nations is being named this week, so I'm I'm sure Gavin's going to feature in that. But hopefully, his performances now will show Andy Farrell that 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 Gavin can step up and he might get a chance, or or maybe not in in the Six Nations coming up because we can't forget there's a World Cup there later in the year and Gavin wants to be involved in that as well. But I thought it was very interesting that Graham Roundtree after the win last Sunday said that um that. Gavin missing out in those autumn internationals, it gave him a kick up the backside and that Gavin recognised that himself. So maybe it just showed Gavin that he needed just to take it on a step further because if you remember, he did an incredible breakthrough season there the year before last. He was Munster players, Munster's player of, of the year 
Um, and it's hard to keep that momentum going. And he is only 25. He's still, he's still a young player. So um, it's just great to see Gavin putting his best foot forward, scoring tries, driving that, mon- that monster team forward. So hopefully there'll be good news on the international front this week. And hopefully, touch wood, we might see him at some stage of the of the Six Nations. And Kieran, just briefly to stick with the Coombs clan for a moment, because you had an interesting story uh, in last week's Southern Star Sport. And that was about... Gavin's sister, Gillian, who's also making waves in the red of Munster. She made her debut for the province last weekend against Ulster. So first there's Gavin, there's his cousin Liam, and now his sister, Gillian, all dominating for Munster. So uh, the future is pretty bright for the Coombs clan. The Coombs clan has taken over. Yeah, Like you said, Gillian made her Munster senior women's debut in that win against uh, Ulster. She actually came on again the weekend just gone in the win against Linster. So that means the, the Munster women's um, team are away to Connacht in Galway this weekend in the Interpro and a win there will crown Munster as the women's Interpro champion. So we've Gillian Coombs there. Then we've Gavin, her brother, doing what he does. Liam Coombs then scored a brilliant try for Munster the weekend before as well. So it's, 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 it's all going well for the Coombs clan at the moment and just on that that Munster women's team we also have Inya Breen from Skibbereen is, is on that team we also have Abby Salter Townsend from Skibbereen is involved in the squad and Orhans Laura Sheehan is in the Munster squad too and she came on against Linster the weekend and I think she started against Ulster the previous week so very much a strong West Cork contingent in both the Munster women's and men's rugby teams right now Absolutely Kieran. Brilliant stuff. Well, coming up after this short break, we're going to have an exclusive interview with six-time All-Ireland winner and two-time All-Star Orla Finn, who has announced her retirement from the Cork inter-county scene. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Six-time All-Ireland winner Orla Finn has retired from inter-county football. The two-time All-Star forward made her inter-county debut in 2011 and went on to win those six All-Ireland titles alongside six Division One league crowns. And Kieran, she's given you an exclusive interview about her decision to retire. But before we hear from Orla, maybe just sum up what she's meant to Cork Ladies Football over the last decade or so, because she has been an absolute sensation. An incredible f- footballer and a, a fantastic servant for Cork football over those 12 years. But it's important too to recognise that on and off the pitch, Orla is a class act. Like she's one of the friends of the show, Jack. We've had her on this podcast so many times over the, the last couple of years. And anyone who's ever dealt with Orla or crossed paths with her would only have good things to say about her because she's just one of the nicest people that you could ever meet. And she had a terrific career for Cork. Like you said, there are six All-Irelands, two All-Stars, one in 2016, one in 2019. I think there's six Division One league titles there as well. Obviously, there's a host of, of Munster senior championships that, she, that she's won. And also, she's won a, an army of fans around the country because she was just such a classy footballer, such an elegant footballer and such a such a dangerous forward as well. And and you'll hear now in, in my chat with Orla quite soon where I talk about her story. I think it's quite an important story too for, for young players out there because when Orla was brought onto the Cork Panel Force in 2011, that was that was in that really dominant Eamon Ryan team where with the Valerie Mulcahy's, the Nully Cleary's, the the Breed Stacks, the Breed Cork was the Arena Buckley's, like an incredible team. And she was a, a young player coming on, on that side. And she had to wait for her chance. She really did. She had to be patient, but she got the reward for that. So I think there's a great lesson there for, for any young player out there who's, I think everyone now was quite impatient. We want, we want, we want, we want. But sometimes you just have to just trust in the process, wait for your time. And when you get your chance, take your chance. And that's exactly what Orla did. When she got the chance to step up in, in games, when Eamon brought her on, she took her chance. Um, eventually, she, she became a starter. Evie Fitzgerald took over in, 26, in 2016 from Eamon Ryan. And that Cork team won on, on All-Ireland. And Orla was a key player in that. And over the last couple of years, OK, Cork haven't won All-Irelands, but they, they've been contenders. And the main reason for that has been Orla Finn. So Cork have lost an incredible footballer. They've, they've lost a leader in that dressing room. They've lost a great role model for for um 
for young players in that panel and around the county. But nobody, nobody can begrudge Orla Finn her retirement. Like I said, she's given so much to Cork. She'll be remembered as one of the 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 the, the, the county's top forwards. And just from the Star Podcast point of view, she's been so good to us over the years. And she was so um so helpful even yesterday when when we had had this chat. Like she goes, I can t- I can talk straight away. You know, it's kind of there was no, but that's just that's just Orla, just a really really nice nice person. So um so we caught up and we had a chat about her decision to step back, what the, what the future holds. Her, her memories with Cork. So um, I also caught up with Shane Ronane, and I think we're going to hear from that straight after as well. He's the Cork Ladies football manager because the Cork Ladies are kicking off their new campaign away to Mayo in the league this Sunday, but they're going to start off without Orla Finn. So you're going to hear from Shane after we hear from Orla first. It's the end of an era for Cork Ladies football because Orla Finn, our guest on the podcast now, has decided to hang up her inter-county boots. Um, fill us in on your decision, Orla. Yeah, I think I, like even last year when I was playing, I kind of had in my head that it might be my last season playing, so I tried to enjoy it as much as I could. Um, I didn't think last year would come to an end the way it did, but look, that's what happened. And walking off the field after losing to Mayo, I was trying to kind of just take it all in because like in my head it was probably the last time I'd be wearing a Cork jersey um it was a difficult decision too though like you know I I gave it my all for the 12 years and it will be such a change of lifestyle now for me going forward but I think I'm ready to to move on and as I say 12 years is a long time and and I did give it my best for those 12 years so there's a new chapter in my life starting now so I'm looking forward to that too thank you so Terry it was a hard decision to make because for 12 years, you were such a big part of the Cork football story and, and vice versa. So when you kind of sat down to make that decision, was it was it one you made before the start of last season? Or was it during that campaign or was it when the, when the season was over, you said, OK, that's it. Like, was it always in the back of the mind? It kind of was in the back of my mind. But then, like, you know, if I had the hunger to go again this year, I would have went again. But I think that hunger kind of went a little bit um, and, and that made the decision a little bit easier then uh, in the end. Um, but I suppose I, I had the winter months there to kind of think about it a little bit more and stuff. And no, I think I think for me now, personally, I've made the right decision. But come a few months c- closer to summer and the girls will be playing big matches I-, I will definitely miss the big occasions and stuff but there's a lot of a lot of work goes on behind the scenes between now and then and I I didn't think I was ready to give it my all this year uh give it another year um so I think that that helped me make my decision when when I wasn't up for you know putting in that that hard training like I've been doing over the last number of years what are you going to miss most about not being involved with Cork this year um, I think the friendship with all the girls, you know, like you meet them four, three, four times a week. Um, like they're they're some of your best friends, you know, and you kind of take it for granted when you're going through it, you know. And I I think I will miss miss a lot of that friendship and and also the buzz of big games as well, you know. When you play a game and like if you personally play well or if the team plays well, you you have a buzz for a few days and and that's really nice. And I don't think there's anything else in life that might replicate that for me. Um. But I think there are two big things that I'll miss. And I also really liked pushing myself um, in sport. And, you know, now I, I won't have Cork football to kind of have to, to be pushing myself this year. But I'll hopefully find other ways to to get the, you know, to get the, like, I've a lot, lot of things going on, you know, in the future for, my, for me. So hopefully I'll be able to replicate the buzz in some way. But I don't know, will anything like Cork football do it for me? How does it work then, like telling the, the players who are your friends and the management? Is it is it such a thing as in the WhatsApp group we see Orla Finn has left this group or how does it actually come about? Like how did you actually come to tell the players yourself and even, even talk to Shane about it? Yeah, I think a lot of the girls kind of knew that I was finishing up. So it was a lot easier to to kind of tell some of the girls. And I'd say Shane at the back of his mind as well kind of knew, like last year I might have mentioned it once or twice that it possibly was my last year. So I'd say people were kind of ready for, for my decision, but... You know, I just rang Shane and told him, and you know, Shane, like he was very good and he took it very well. And, you know, he, he understands that people move on and, you know, that that chapter of my life is closed now. Um, But yeah, to the girls, I suppose, just writing in a message, you know, it, it is hard and it is a big thing in your life moving on from that. But look, that's just life and you have to move on. You have to move forward. Like you've had an incredible career with Cork. Look at the, all, all the All-Irelands. You won two All-Stars as well. Could you ever ever have envisaged such a brilliant career in the Cork jersey? No, definitely not. And I think 
every year, especially my first few years, you know, we won six in a row um, from 2011. When I started, we won six in a row. And I think I had a hunger then kind of to, to win the next one and the next one. And I know people told me, you know, if I had won, I'd be happy. But I, I don't think anyone, you know, when you get one, you want another one, you want another one. And I suppose I was just so lucky to be part of such a successful team um, for my first six years. And I learned a lot from them girls. But um, no, like starting off, I never, ever imagined my my career to be as successful as it was. And I'm very grateful for it. Um, so no, I, I had great days and great memories. Kind of put you on the spot now, but pick out the highlights for me over the years. Like we said, you've won so, so much. Is there any day match All-Ireland final that stands out in your memory, Orla? Um, so when my first All-Ireland final was a big one for me. I remember coming coming in off the bench as a sub um, and just, just winning that. I, I remember I was going through on goal and I got pulled down for a penalty and I think it was Ronan Ivukal. I took the penalty at the end and scored it and we won the game. Um, so that and that was my first one, you know, the first time running out into Poke Park was just magical. Like, you know, it's kind of what you dream of as a child, and it was it was great to be part of it. And I suppose everyone talks about the 2014 All-Ireland final, which was a very big one as well when we came back from um behind beating Dublin by a point, which no one expected us to. Um, but I think every day you go out, really, it's special. Any day, especially that you play in Croke Park. And be able to put on the Cork jersey and run out onto that field like it's, it's it's what everyone dreams of doing when they're playing GA. And I was just so lucky to have so many chances to get to play in on the big stage and play in Croke Park in front of a crowd. Um, but like I, there are loads and loads of memories that I have. They're just two kind of that I suppose two big ones that really do stand out to me. And you got to play with some incredible players along the way, and you also got to play under the great Eamon Ryan. Like he had a huge influence in your career as well. Massive influence. Yeah, I was so lucky to have um to be under his guidance for I think it was five years. Yeah, the first five years, winning five All Irelands with him, my first five. So, you know, and and as I say, those older girls as well. I learned so much from them. Kind of announced to myself um, when I was younger. You know, they were just so driven and so dedicated, and they do anything to win a match. And I think that really helped me going forward then as well. And there's a great lesson in your career too, Orla, because at the start, you had to be very patient. Like you, you had to bide your time and wait for your chance because you were trying to crack into that incredible Cork team and that incredible Cork attack and stuff. But you, you waited till you got your chance and then you took your chance. So that's a great lesson for young players out there like who might be impatient that they want it now, but you might have to wait that extra season or two. Just be, be ready to take your chance and make an impression when you can. Yeah, you do have to wait. And it's all a mental game kind of when you're that age. I suppose I was lucky... Um, because I was actually seeing action in, in every game that we played. You know, I either started or I came on as a sub, but, you know, you just have to take it. Like you might start one game and the next game, then you might be dropped and have to wait and come on as a sub. And it just shows how strong you are mentally, really, that if you can can just get, get over that and just when you get on the pitch, just say you're going to give it your all no matter what. Um, yeah, you just have to take the chances when they come, really. Like we said, there are 12 years, a long time in a Cork jersey. You've obviously seen a lot of changes in that time. What's it like now in terms of preparation compared to was when, when, when you started out? Is there, is there much more involved now, kind of even training, recovery and so on? Yeah, a massive difference. Um, Like gym and strength work is, is massive now, whereas it wouldn't have been kind of when I was starting off. I'd say I didn't, my first few years, like we wouldn't have seen the inside of a gym, but we would have been pulling and dragging each other in the field then, you know, um like psychologists, nutritionists, you know, you have a physio at every session, you know, you'd have doctors, you know, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes now and video analysis and all that kind of stuff that wouldn't have really been there for my first few years playing with Cork. So the game has changed and it has grow, grown massively um, in the last number of years. And you even see it like the interest around, you know, All-Ireland All Final Day, the thousands and thousands of people who go, you know, the my first few years, I'd say it was probably 30,000. Now you're, you're nearing 60,000. Like, so that's just a credit to the game as well. What's Orla Finn, the supporter, like? Because I'm thinking the Cork Aid is kicking off their league campaign this weekend. They're not going to see you in a Cork jersey anymore. So you'll be there in the terraces and the stands cheering them on. So are you a quiet fan? Are you a loud fan? What do you like, Orla? No, I, I'd be a quiet fan, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably, when I'm at games, I'll probably be wishing I was on the field. But look, that's a decision I've made now. and um. 
and I, I'm happy with it. But I like the girls, you know, I know that they're working very hard now and hopefully they'll get off to a good start in the league campaign and, and they'll push forward because there is an All-Ireland in Cork, you know, over the next few years and just it'd be great for some of them girls don't have any All-Ireland. So like, you know, when you see how much dedication and, and stuff is going on behind the scenes, it would be lovely for, for the girls to, to reap the rewards and to win something in the next few years. We've had a win over the last couple of years for Cork's next All Ireland. Then there has been a bit of a change in the guard. Like obviously now you you've retired to Martino O'Brien on a Terry stepped aside this year. Emer Scali stepped back from the panel. So I know Shane O'Neill has brought in some younger players as well. Would you think just given time that there's enough talent in Cork right now, like you said, to compete and win another All Ireland? There definitely is, yeah. And you see underage, you know, are very strong. It's them girls that are coming up. So it's just the the guidance they get given now over the next few years and. I suppose they'll all be in the gym now and trying to get stronger as well and getting used to the senior game because there is a, a bit of a jump from minor to senior. Um, but that'll all come and those girls are, are very talented and and there is a bright future for Cork. Yeah, to offer my congratulations to yourself and Brian. You need a, need a big day at the end of last year. So congrats on that. And like you said, now you're moving on to the next part of, of, of your life. So what does the future have in store for Orla Finn? Yeah, I don't know. I suppose I'll take it, take it as it goes now. I'll just try and enjoy this year now, you know, with, with no commitments to to Cork football. And, you know, we're going to do a little bit of traveling now. Um, This year, you know, we're going to America, West Coast of America for Easter and Italy and, and a few different places in the summer with, with the teacher holidays. It's good. And we're, we're both teachers, so it's nice. Um, something I've never done really kind of you know with football the, the summer is the busiest time for football usually so we're going to just take the, them opportunities and do a little bit of travelling see a bit of the world um, for this year anyway Is that exciting so just to think you're stepping outside the inter-county board but like you said are you great plans for adventures this year but just to just to just to live life in that sense just away from football for a bit I think definitely I think it's needed and mentally I think I need it as well you know I'm a person who just wants to give my all when I'm at the sport. So like, you know, I think I need it. I need to step away and just, you know, I'll still keep fit and stuff, but I won't be under pressure to be, you know, to be competing at a high level, you know? So I, I think it's time now. And I think I do need that kind of to step back from it and just enjoy, enjoy other things in life and go out and meeting friends and stuff, you know, and, and doing a bit of traveling. Cork football's loss will be Kinsale's gain. I'm sure you'll be like now for Kinsale for years and years to come, but just want to say, Orla, Congratulations on such an incredible career with Cork, 12 years. It's it's one hell of a stint. So congrats on everything and enjoy your inter-county retirement. Thanks very much, Kieran. End of an era for Cork, Shane Orla Finn telling us there that she stepped back from inter-county football after 12 years. From a Cork football manager's point of view, what a terrific career she's had for Cork. Absolutely fantastic. You know, I suppose... I was involved before with, with the late Emin Ryan, um, you know, in 14 and 15. And Orla was a huge player for us then and has continued to be, you know, a massive player for Cork for the last, you know, for those 12 years. You know, I suppose a great player to work with, um, an unbelievably diligent trainer, um, you know, really looked after herself all the time. And I suppose, you know, she was a, she was a fantastic character as well, you know, very nice very nice girl and, uh, you know, we're, look, we're very sorry that, we're, that she's gone, but I suppose I spoke to her um before Christmas and she said that um you know she was just like herself and Brian were just about to get married and uh did she planned to go on a bit of traveling and things like that. So look I I I again as I said to any of these people who who have stepped away or anything like that that the door is open and she you know look she she's still young enough like but um I suppose look she's a lot of football played to uh Kieran and uh look she she look she she's probably settling into married life now and you know there's there's other priorities maybe maybe, maybe coming but look I, I couldn't but speak highly enough of um of Orla do her as I said her character fantastic and you know and was a brilliant player as well and like and I suppose uh she's going to be huge last within the squad as well even for our younger players to see how she prepares for games and how seriously she takes it and you know she was always the first to training and out doing her uh warm up and her you know practicing her freeze and things like that you know a fantastic role model and you know as I said a fantastic person as well so look we're very but very sorry to see her go but you know we wish her all the best because she owes Cork ladies football absolutely nothing and you know look she's going to you know probably play away with, with Kinsale and you know she brought great success to them you know and they were run to the Ireland final a few years ago and you know so look she, she, as I said she's a fantastic player and fantastic person so look we wish her all the best As the door closes for one it opens for another like we've had a couple of players um, kind of uh, stepping back from Cork Martino O'Brien retired on a Terry stepped aside Emer Scali stepped back and now Orla 
okay, re really, really top class players proved it for Cork over the years. But for the for the young players coming to the squad and some some of the, the players in there now, it's a chance for players now to stake a claim in this team. So it's very exciting for the players involved with Cork at the moment. Absolutely. Look, we I suppose we brought in a load of minors this year. Uh, any girl who was overage for the for, for next year's we'll say next year's minor campaign who was on um you know the minor panel last year with Cork well, was given a chance to come in and we brought in a lot of players from the I suppose the, the club scene as well. We went to a lot of matches last last um last autumn and uh, you know and took in as many games as we could. And you know, we, we even even up until the very end there, you know, uh, we brought in Amy, McDo Amy McDonough from um, Naval Bond, based on her displays with with, with Bond later in the year. You know, but we probably hadn't seen her earlier in the year. You know, because it was the, uh, the junior championship, we did get to that those early earlier games. And you look, it's very exciting for them. I think it what well, also helped in the younger players have remarked on it that there were so many younger players came in. Uh, they weren't daunted by the by the experience because there were so many of them there. They knew each other, and I suppose look, there's a very young age profile in the squad. You know, a lot, a lot of this, you know, the, 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 there there isn't a, you know, there's a, there's a couple of the older players are still there, um, and we have a middle cohort there, twenty two, twenty three. But we've a lot of we've a lot of younger players in there, and they fitted in very well. Um, you know, they're training very hard. They have a great attitude. I suppose they have a winning mentality you know, after being successful at underage. And uh, you know they don't have any fear, and which is great. And you know we 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 feel we're what the work we've done so far since September, um, you know is is starting to bear fruit. We know we we played tipping a challenge game there last Friday night, and you know uh, we were very happy with the way, the way they performed, and training has been going very well. So look, it's very very exciting, and it is it's a huge chance for lots of them to you know to get to. Get 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 game time in the league when there's not all these senior players around. You know, maybe you know that that we we so we're going to use the league to experiment with a lot of players. That's very important too, Shane, to integrate a lot of these young players in, in, into this Cork squad because we still have the Kiro Sullivan's, the Dermot Sullivan's, like serial winners with huge experience. So for 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 these young players to soak as much knowledge as as they can off those experienced players who've been there and done that. Yeah, look, and I think, uh, you know, it'd be like I was talking with Orla, her, the way she carries herself, you know, the way the, the likes of the O'Sullivan's do, um, you know, Russian feeling. The, these these players, you know, they're, they're they're constantly with professionals, even though they're not professionals, you know. Um, and I think even when when those girls come back in, in around the squad, you know, um, for training or for gym sessions, you know, the players see how, how they prepare themselves and how diligently they do everything. And I think that's fantastic for those younger players to see that. And I suppose, look, those younger players would have been down through the years watching in awe maybe of, of the likes of Darren and Kira and things like that and now they're actually sharing a dressing room with them and you know as I said they haven't been daunted by the experience you know um, they're really enjoying it and I think the players I suppose we're lucky in the fact that you know, we've, a, we've a nice squad there and everybody's made, made feel very welcome and the, the younger players you know were, the younger players are fitting in very well and I suppose the players who you know who played well last year you know like Sarah Lee you know, like she's been given a leadership role this year Emma Cleary you know leadership role as well within the squad and they're kind of looking after different groups for us. And I think, you know, they're part of the leadership group that we've set up. Um, and I think, look, it's very exciting. And I think they're they're learning from the senior players and they, they, they see the standards that they, they need to meet. To, I suppose it's a huge step up from minor to from minor to senior. But in fairness to them, um, you know, they've done very well so far. Um, they're working really hard. And they understand that they're coming into, they, they're minor stars, at the, you know, from last year. They're now coming into a squad full of minor stars. So I suppose that's the that's a hard thing, I suppose, for them to grasp, maybe that you know they mightn't get to see loads of game time straight away, but we'll we'll blood them in and we know we're not going to expose anybody too early. But there are there are certainly some of the minors who've really stepped up and, and they certainly would see game time next Sunday against Mayo. How do those leadership groups work within the cop setup? Yeah, we what well, what we have, we've we've two vice captains, Emma Cleary and um and Sarah Lee and uh, Mara Kellen as captain, and we also have Libby Coppinger then as our as our fourth member of that leadership group. As maybe as a you know, she's a dual player. We have a number of dual players, so we, we wanted to have that voice. And I suppose Libby Libby has vast experience. Again, you know, you you know, we know again. I think those characters that we have in that group are are, are fantastic leaders. Um, you know, they don't need to be vocal all the time. They lead by example. Um, they're a very calming presence then as well. And look, they. I suppose they, they just set the standards and they had a meeting there last week. You know, they led the team, the team meeting, you know, the players meeting 
we didn't call it or anything like that. It was the players called themselves, you know, just just supposed to outline the standards that they, they expect for the year and the players. It was a very positive meeting, the girls said. And, uh, you know, I think they're, they're I think we're very happy with the leadership group we have. You know, they, they will be able to deal with lots of things for us. You know, little 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 things go on during the year. And I think that's important. Look, every team has them, and we're very happy with the, I suppose, with the, um, with the with, with the group we have. And we'll look, we'll we'll liaise with them then every couple of weeks and seeing if there's any issues that need are cropping up or, you know, do they, you know, our message we want to get back to the players. You know, that, and sometimes it's look as I said, it's way better coming from players themselves when they're driving it themselves, and you know, they really have driven driven it since September. They were very anxious to get back on very early. Amy McDonough there of Naval Ball has been brought into the squad. Can you fill us in on some of the new faces that we might see in the Cork jersey during the league? Yeah, look, I suppose as I said the minors like Abigail Ringo, you know, had an excellent minor campaign that she's playing very well for us. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd expect her to see, see game time. Um, you know, there's, you know, look, Rachel Lee was obviously there last year, but like, you know, I think she's going to be a huge player for us this year. Um, we brought in uh, lots of club players as well, like you know the, the Lydia Lydia McDonough is in as well as well as Amy. Um, you know we're hoping to have Rachel Welton in from Castlehaven. She's a very good campaign with Castlehaven, but she's carrying an injury at the moment, so we're not sure exactly what the situation will be. We would have Quivo Callan is back in the squad from Kinsale. Um, uh, we've Ellen Toomey who had a brilliant campaign with Glenmire is involved. Um, you know, uh, we the two two Kylies are huge additions back. You know, they 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 went to America last summer. Uh, it was the last opportunity, I suppose, uh, to go on the J one. So, um, when they contacted me last year, look, I gave them a you know a blessing. So, look down the doors. When you come back next year, we want you back. And in fairness to the two of them, now they've they've really applied themselves since they come home. Um, and I think that I think the two of them are going to have a huge, huge league campaigns for us. You know, um. And I suppose look when you're looking down through the squad, there's the opportunity. I suppose we won't see we won't see some of the experienced players for a while. Rosie Field has got an extended honeymoon and the two O'Sullivan girls, uh, Kira and uh, Duran, won't be involved at the early stages of the league. They're you know, they're coming back from from, from injuries. Um, you know, so I think it it'll be Melissa Duggan was away for a few months. She's very refreshed now. She's you know, she's a great form. Uh she's moved home. She's not she's not she's not in Dublin anymore or Galway. Um, you know, she had a lot of travelling to do in the last few years. So I think you're gonna see a new Melissa. New Melissa this year. Uh, look, we're as I said, Kieran, we're, we're very excited, very excited about uh, you know what's what's going to happen because we we have so much talent in the squad, and you know I think um, there's certainly lots of new new faces going going to see game time. And I suppose look next Sunday against 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 Mayo, you know it's a daunting trip. I suppose first first day out and after what happened last year. So look, we're putting a bit of focus on that game. You know, there we'll try and mix. Um, we'll probably have plenty of experience out there as well. Um, you know, uh, and and try and, and blood the newer players in. Then we don't want to, I suppose, in any game this year, you know, have too many newer players playing. You know, because I don't think that gives them a chance to shine. There's too much pressure on them. But I think, look, uh, the way we're going to look at it is that, you know, they're going out there. We'll give give them plenty of game time. They're not going to be looking over their shoulders see if they're going to be taken off. If there's a big gun coming on instead of them or something like that. Because we want to we want to develop players. We need to have a we have a big squad at the moment. There's 39, 40 players in there at the moment uh, training with us. So. You know, we have a lot of dual players there as well. You know, we've Orla Kala and Aoife Healy are new newer players. They're they're dueling. And you have you've Hannah and uh you've Hannah 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 and Libby as well and Maeve. So look, it, it's it, it's um it's gonna be very exciting, I think, and there's gonna be lots of new faces gonna get lots of game time in the league. And one big addition this year is Eric O'Shea back from um obviously played with North Melbourne in the Aussie Rules last year, but she's committed now. For, for the league and championship to have her back, she was an all star defender in her last season, which, which is the year before last. Like that, that that's a big boost for Cork Shane. Oh, listen, absolutely. You know, she she um she texted me. She was only off the plane a couple of hours. She texted me since we meet up at Christmas time, and uh, you know, I was delighted because it was that morning I'd seen the story about Vicky Wall being able to play for me. So, you know, I I travelled down to McCroom to have, to have a chat with her, and you know, I was delighted when she said that that she was able to commit for the for the championship and the league. I suppose you know that was the big thing last year. She wasn't. She wasn't allowed by her club. You know, there was I think there was people wondering why she did. She didn't play championship first last year. She actually wasn't allowed by Norm Melbourne. Vicky had a different deal with them, and uh, you know, and uh, you know, a couple of other players like Don and Mackin had a different deal with her club. You know, it's it's just down to the individual. But this year, I think our seven Vicky spoke to the club together. I think it was helpful that Vicky was there as well. Uh, so look, we're delighted with Erica. You know, she's. She was back training two days later after the after the, the meet up meeting and meeting her below McCroom. And she was excellent the other night in August Tipperary. Um, you know, she's fitted in seamlessly into the squad. Look, she's a great character, very bubbly. You know, the girls are delighted to have her back. And look, I think she has come on leaps and bounds in the last year. 
physically, and I think even uh, you know uh, she's matured, and I think she's going to be she's going to be huge huge year for us. I think, and look, as long as we can keep her keep her injury free, she has a has a big workload. She still has stuff to do. She has to do for North Melbourne, so we just need to we work with that with my SSC coach, and look, we'll we'll deal with North Melbourne as well. So we're just trying to make her sure she's fresh because look, I think she's going to be she's going to be a huge huge figure for us this year. As you mentioned there, the league throws in this, this weekend, Cork, away to Mayo. So looking at the league as a whole, what do you hope to get out of it? Well, I look, I, it's going it's to be difficult to get the league finally. You know, you're, you're looking to probably win five or six games out of the seven, which, you know, is a tall order. Uh, I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be lots of teams take points off each other. I don't think there's, you know, going to be a standout team in the league because, um, some of the teams are very even and some players are you know players aren't back for some counties yet and things like that so it'll be very interesting to see what happens so look we're hoping to you know um obviously we want to stay up number one i know that probably sounds a bit negative but look we really are going to um you know use use the league to blood new players because we've you know we're going to i think it's very important that we go into the go into the summer into the championship when we have a very very strong squad and players i suppose um, they're they're fighting for jerseys, you know. That there's not a an automatic team selection, and you know, something you know, we definitely need to improve on from last year. That our intensity of training and the lead up to championship games has to go up. And I think if players have got a chance during the league, they know that um, you know, that they could have a chance during the summer as well. So we're and like as I said, you know, if we if if things go well next Sunday first, you know, it, it's um. You know, we, we go into the Waterford game then, you know, in great form and we have the dubs at home, um, you know, on the new bank holiday. We have a number of games in TG Carr, you know, and, um, you know, in Parky Ring. So we're delighted with that and fair play to Cork GA for, for allowing us to use Parky Ring. Um, so we have, we have three games and three games in, on TV. You know, they're going to be big games. Paddy's Day, we have Kerry. Like, so look, it's it's very, very exciting. And, um, you know, as I said, we're, we're, we're really going to use it to develop players because I think uh, we, we need a stronger uh, panel and I think people fighting for jerseys in the summer and not just, you know, that uh, people accepting, oh, I, 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 you know, I'm not going to get game time. I think, you know, people are going to, the way we want it this year now is that everybody's fighting for a jersey and every, every session is intense as we felt last year, especially in the lead up to the Mayo game that they, there was a lack of intensity some nights of training. And look, we, you know, we, we have to address that and, and that's, I think, I suppose that young blood that we're after, and, you know, that has a you know, come into the squad. I think they, 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 as I said, they have no fear. So I think they, they're going to bring up the standards of we say the intensity of training. Like, and training so far has been has been fantastic. Like you know, and, and we were, like, we trained there last Wednesday night and above the Delaney's and you know, fair play to for giving us the facility because it was enough and like you couldn't you, you know. But the intensity and the work that they put in the girls, I think you know, uh, it was reminiscent actually. It just reminded me of sometimes when we was trained with the. With Eamon out in the farm, you know, and the lights weren't always the greatest out in the farm, and uh, but it just created a great bond, I think. And I think I said to them, I said to them Wednesday night, if they could play and train like the way the way they did in those in that muck, that when we played in a, on, on a good field, um, you know, that they they could certainly certainly play play brilliant football, and they did that Friday night, you know, in, in, you know, in the in the in the sand base pitch below and feathered against Tip, um, you know, they played some great football, and I think Wednesday night Wednesday night stood to them, um, you know, in the in that muck and dirt, so um. Look, as I said, couldn't be happier with them at the moment. And look, we're really looking forward to this weekend. Great stuff. Hopefully the league will start off on a positive note this Sunday. Best look against Mayo and best of luck this season, Shane. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much, Karen. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Okay, Kieran, before we wrap up this, the first Star Sport podcast of 2023, let's look ahead to this Thursday's Southern Star Sports section. What can readers expect on Thursday? Something for everyone as usual. So obviously we have an interview with Orla Finn and her retirement. We've covered the, the Cork footballers and the Cork hurlers who are true to the Munster Hurling League final as well. But on, on top of that, um, huge week last week for the Clouster Pubble Bantry Senior Rugby team that enjoyed their first ever win in the Munster Schools Senior Rugby Cup. So I caught up with their coach, Peter Cawley, to chat about that. So we have reaction and pictures from that. And just a nod to Ben and Grammar also won their game in that competition. So we have two West Cork schools advancing in the Munster Schools Rugby Senior Cup, which is Terrific to see. And also catch up with Joan Healy, the Berlin sprinter in this week's Southern Star. And I think this is quite an interesting read for our listeners because Joan is the older sister of Phil Healy, 
But what Jonas decided to do, she is going all in for athletics. She's a teacher up in the a secondary school up in Cork City, but she's now um, gone down to part time to focus on athletics. And she's turned she turned 30 last September and she'd always earmarked that as her retirement age. But instead of retiring, she's actually after stepping it up because she really wants to, to make an impression in athletics and she feels she can and she doesn't want to retire with any regrets. She's coached by Derville O'Rourke and Marion Heffernan, two well-known names here in, in Irish athletics. So it's an interesting read as Joan has started off her indoor season and she's big plans for this year. So all the best to Joan and that and it's well worth checking out. We also have an interview with Kieran Lynch, the captain of the, the revitalised Baltimore, who are topping the championship at the moment. They're very much in the in the tight race there as they look for promotion back to the Premier. It's been a, a good season so so far for Baltimore. And it's no coincidence that Baltimore have taken off since a certain Jack McCarran retired or slash was forced out of the club because he was weighing them down with his, his wage demands and just wanting the ball all the time. So make what you want. Jack McCarron steps back from Baltimore and the team hits a new level. So you can read all about that in Thursday Southern Star. But in fairness to Jack, Kieran Lynch doesn't bring you into this piece. Um, we also have the St. Mary's J Club held a reunion for their 1980 um, county winning team before Christmas and we've a lovely report and pictures on that. We've also news on the, the county leagues that kick off in the next couple of months and there's a, just a, the opening round of fixtures um, for the West Cork teams and there's loads more in it. Like for the for a week in January, like we know West Cork sport is happening at the moment and it's just never quite here and you'll see that in Thursday's sports section. It is just crammed and finally I also have a link between West Cork and a young American skier who will represent Ireland in the upcoming uh, European Youth Olympics in Italy. In Italy, he has strong links to to Skibbereen, so that's another one to check out. So, like I said, something for everyone. Great stuff, Kieran. Sounds like a brilliant edition, as always. Just two little pieces of housekeeping to flag before we wrap up in this Thursday's Southern Star. This will also interest the sports fans out there. We have a free 12-page Get Active supplement featuring easy steps on the road to better health, more energy, and feeling great in 2023. So that's free inside this Thursday's Southern Star. That's Get Active magazine. And then one more thing to flag. Um, producer Dylan Mangan of this podcast is also the presenter and producer of our In The News podcast on on the latest edition of the in the news podcast which is available wherever you get your podcast just go to our website or search southern star in the news on any of the major podcast platforms and dylan is chatting to southern star editor siobhan cronin about her recent visit to auschwitz and a recent court case involving a human rights activist and the sspx resistance a fringe religious group which broke away from Main Street, mainstream Catholicism over its belief that the modern church became too liberal. And Siobhan and Dylan are discussing the SSPX resistance links to West Cork. So that's uh, a harrowing listen, I would say, but an important listen too. So I'd flag that to anyone who wants to learn more about the SSPX resistance and their links to West Cork. That's all we have time for on this week's Star Sport podcast. Thanks for listening. And thanks as well to the aforementioned producer, Dylan Mangan. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tomlil.